Welcome to Nerd Talk, the podcast that talks about everything nerdy. I'm your host, Jordan Halstead, and each week, me and my friends will be discussing some of our favorite topics. We're talking superheroes, Star Wars, Pokemon, Harry Potter, and that's just to name a few. You don't want to miss out on this because this is Nerd Talk. Hey guys, welcome back to Nerd Talk. It's Jordan Halstead here. I am so excited. Uh, today we're going to be talking about video games. We're talking about leveling up what our favorite video games were like and things like that. Today I've got Scott and Micah with me. And actually, I'm not even going to run this episode. My buddy Micah is going to run this one. So from here on out, Micah, this is yours. <laughs> Jordan, Scott, how you doing? We're doing good. Doing all right, my friend. Yeah, so today we're going to talk about video games. Um and we're going to talk about everything from the games that you grew up with, the systems that you um, enjoyed that could be PlayStation related, Xbox related, PC. You know, at Nerd Talk, we want to know what kind of gamer you are. So, um, with that said, Scott, tell me about um, the first video game system that got you playing. Oh, what was geez. the first? And and to our listeners, like the cool part about this is going to be. Um, Scott's a little bit older than I am. I'm kind of in the middle, and Jordan's the youngest, so there's going to be a little bit of uh, difference age, a difference in age, and so it's going to be interesting to hear each of our perspectives as we go through this episode. So Scott, lay it on me. Yeah, so um, that's that's an interesting question. That's a good question because I remember my dad one time we were talking about it, and he said that as I as little that I had we had a Commodore 64. However, I don't remember that at all. I don't remember playing it, but the one... Not a Nintendo 64. A Commodore 64, <laughs> which is like a computer gaming system in one. I mean, I do kind of vaguely remember playing an Atari, but the one thing that's really imprinted in my mind was being over at my grandma's house. This is probably, probably like four or five years old, still living in Davenport, Iowa. And remember and my uh, uncle... My uncle Dean was playing The Legend of Zelda on the NES. And I remember watching him play it, and then I was playing it, and I was hooked on that game. And really, when we moved to Ohio, and my first gaming system that I can remember was an NES, and I had the uh, Duck Hunt and Super Mario Brothers split cartridge. And I also had the Gold Legend of Zelda cartridge. And those were the first two games I ever had. And then very quickly, I got a third game, which this is an interesting story. McDonald's, good old Mickey D's, had this uh, promotion. They had a bunch of um, figures. This is when Mario 3 was coming out because, you know, I got my NES towards the later end of its life cycle. And um, they had these toys, but then they had a promotion for a subscription in the Nintendo Power magazine. And if you, I believe it's two years, if you subscribe to a two-year subscription to Nintendo Power Magazine, you would get the video game Dragon Warrior for free. And I did that, and I ended up getting Dragon Warrior, which, of course, for those of you who are longtime role-playing games, it's actually Dragon Quest. Uh, they changed the name because they thought people would get confused. So that was my third game. So those were like my three games that I had growing up, and the NES was like my big first system that I remember playing on all the time 
Yeah. Um, Jordan, what about you? Like, what brought you to the dance? I think we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago, but I think you mentioned like a Game Boy or something like that. Yeah. So I remember when now I'm I'm born in 95. And so kind of later of the century trying to figure out video games. And it was maybe like 99, 2000, somewhere in there. Uh, I got a Game Boy Color for Christmas. And at that point, I didn't know how to read. And so my mom and dad had left it in the bag and it said Game Boy Color on this black bag, but it looked like my dad's uh, camera case because uh, my dad would take photos a lot of the time and um, it looked like a camera bag. And so I thought dad got a new camera for Christmas and that they forgot me um, because it was one of those that was just sitting out there. And so like Justin, my little brother had a toy uh, right out there. Just like we always had like one big gift. Um, our, our quote unquote Santa gift right there. And uh, mine was right there. And, and I was crying uh, because I didn't get a gift. And my mom was like, Jordan, what is wrong? Why are you not happy with your gift? And I said, Santa forgot me. And like, she's like, oh, honey, no, like, like, no, 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 no. Like he, right there. Oh, you can't read. And so like it like for me, like as a, as a 20, I'm 26, like I'm laughing because I'm like, of course I'm not going to like be able to read and I, I could see why I was upset but I used to play lots of different games on it we had um like the Disney Atlantis game uh, I remember playing that on there Atlantis was one of my favorites I played the snot out of Super Mario Brothers Deluxe but I got stuck at like I, I mean when I was a little kid I got stuck at like level like world nine uh level eight or whatever it was it was like eight or nine dash eight or something like that and I could never beat it um, and then video game consoles just kept moving forward. And so I don't think I've ever actually gone back to it. I think the battery's probably died at this point. Um, but, but yeah, it's, that was my first, uh, handheld console. And then a couple years later, uh, we moved from Alliance, Ohio to Eaton, Ohio, um, with my dad's job change. And I remember having a PlayStation two and that was like, we played a lot of Madden. I had like almost every Madden game for so many years, um, played uh ssx tricky i don't know if you guys ever played that one that was snowboarding game it was one of my all-time favorites and then uh a few years later they did ssx3 which i'm like where did two happen like it just kind of kind of moved around and i i didn't never understood but uh we played a lot of those we played some uh like the backyard basketball or the street ball games um we played all kinds of games on the playstation and then my all-time favorite from that was star wars battlefront 2 um that one always had me hooked. I, I'd play the snot out of that one. So, but those were the two yeah. consoles I remember starting with. Yeah. So, just for a little bit of context to our listeners, I um, was I did a little googling while you guys were talking, and it looks like the NES came out in 1983, and the Game Boy Color came out in 1998. And so, kind of where I fall was kind of in the middle of that with the Super Nintendo. That was probably my favorite console of all time. Um, growing up, I played a lot of. Uh, Regular Nintendo, NES, and then Super Nintendo, um, Super NES. Um, Mario was my jam. I just, mm. I can't get enough of Mario. And if you, uh, you know, subscribe to our TikTok channel, you uh, on my uh, prompt last week, we um, talked a little about what my favorite video game is from all time, and it was Super Mario World. And I just could not get enough of that game. And I try to play it once a year, twice a year, just to see if I can still beat it all the way through, just to... Um, See if I still were, you know, know where all the secrets are, and try to just, you know, try to be at record time, get a better score, and all these things. So it's amazing as a kid, like it felt like that game took forever to beat, and now <laughs> it's a couple of hours and you're you're good, right? So, so um, basically, what I'm hearing is that 
you're preparing for the end of the world like the the Adam Sandler movie Pixels and you're like this is my game so if the aliens decide to play Super Mario uh I'm going to I'm going to be that is that is that what you're you're gaming for you're like got to stay up on these Do No you, have not you even really seen that movie? but like it, it's just it's just something that I really enjoy. And so like for me, like we talk a lot about movies and we cover movies and TV shows on this, this podcast. It's, um, you know, what is, you know, our go-to movie? What is something that we, you know, we could just put in. It's like your time. For me, game. it's super Mario world. Yeah. So like, and I also remember like what Scott was saying, like duck hunt and the original Mario cartridge. I was talking to my brother. He's here, uh, at my house today. And he was talking, um, I, I was asking him before we started recording. I was like, uh, what games do you remember growing up? And he was like, Definitely Mario and Duck Hunt, and it was it was revolutionary for 1983, right? Because you have two games, one system, and you got a gun that like you could swear that you were actually hitting the duck, and you weren't. So it, it was great. So um, you know, what system do you guys prefer? Like, what is your go-to system? Like then, now, um, it could be PlayStation, it could be Xbox, it could be Nintendo, it could be PC. Jordan, what do you think? You know, that's really hard. Um, the the years that have recently gone by, I've been leaning more towards my Nintendo Switch, um, especially because I'm a big Minecraft player uh, with Ministry. I do a lot of Minecraft with my students. Uh, I just love building, um, and they've kind of made it adaptable so I can play on my PlayStation or my Switch. Um, and so that's been really nice. Uh, playing Pokemon, I, I mean, on a Switch, it's just a lot easier, or my DS. Um, I have a 2DS. I, I was addicted to that thing for years. I would just play all the time. Um, but if I'm going to go like handheld, I play on my switch. I don't typically play it on the TV, but like if I'm playing like more console related, it's going to be a PlayStation four. Um, I just, I really enjoy the PlayStation four. Uh, the controller is something like I'm a PlayStation guy. I'm not a real big Xbox guy. I, I tried Xbox for a couple of years. I had a 360 um, and a PlayStation three and I would play the Xbox every now and then because I had a bunch of friends who played Xbox, but again, with Minecraft going where it can go between all these different uh, systems, I was like, I don't need this anymore. So I moved back over with my PlayStation 4, and I just, I prefer PlayStation. Scott, what about you? Oh, again, hard. that's a hard question, because, you know... Scott for is, uh, is, for our Nerd Talk listeners, Scott is probably the biggest gamer uh, in our group, so... He's on Twitch and everything. It's like hard. He, you got to talk about games never finished, dude. You got to let them know about oh. it. I, I will at the end of the show, but um, no, I think what's I think what's hard about that question is because there's a time where once I was able to work and make money and do all this stuff, like anytime when there's a new gaming system coming out, I would get one. And I mean, I want to get like all of them on one spell swoop, but it would take me time. So there was a point where I would get Nintendo system. So, you know, I got an NES got a super nes and then when it came to the 64 playstation i went 64 and then of course all the good role-playing games that i like to play were all over on the playstation one and there really wasn't hardly anything on the 64 and then by the time i graduated um high school i was able to get a playstation 2 and then got a gamecube and then got an Xbox. And then so I kept going. But recently, when it came to the scarcity of trying to get a next-gen system, I was able to secure a PlayStation 5. And mm -hmm. for me, I think getting a PlayStation was fine just because they had a lot of more exclusives. And I just feel like the Xbox, it's like, well, we have Halo. We have Gears, which 
I like Halo, I like Gears, but it's like, ooh, God of War's coming out and Horizon, Forbidden West, and oh, Spider-Man. here's this other P- oh, here's the Spider-Man, you know, Miles Absolutely. Morales game, and ooh, here's this other like, exclusive or the Uncharted series. Like for me, it's like, okay, I'm gonna go follow the PS4 trail, and eventually, you know. Um, I might get an Xbox Series X down the road, but you know I'm not I'm not chomping at the bit for one right now. So, well, let's, but I mean, let's talk I also, about that for a second. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's talk about that for a second. Like I feel like you know just even having that conversation. Like I feel like with every generation or iteration of you know PlayStation or Xbox, it's like how many times are gonna are they gonna redo God of War, and how many times are they gonna redo you know some of these games that it's just like mm-hmm. or Halo or something like that. Yes, they can be better you know each version, or they could be worse depending on who you ask. But like. There's like, is there ever going to come a point where we like, you know, what's new? You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Well, and and I think, and that's a great question because I was actually watching a video on this because when the PlayStation One came out, and this is more looking at uh, SquareSoft, which then becomes Square Enix, um, but there was a point where they made a ton of money off Final Fantasy Three uh, on the Super NES, which is Final Fantasy Six, which. Let's not get into the semantics about that. If you know, you know. Um, and then <laughs> they made a bunch of money on Final Fantasy VII. So then they were able to explore and get very creative. So they had like a bunch of random games. They had Parasite Eve. They had a bunch of these random games that they're able to take risk on. And I feel like with the industry today, you know, every project that comes out costs millions of dollars to make and if it flops it can really do some damage to your business as as far as a game developer especially so i think a lot of times when you think about your AAA games it's almost like these big companies just want to push what's familiar and not really take risk on new ip titles because it's like well if it goes bad then then, then you're screwed then you're screwed or then you're going to get bought out by ea and ea is going to destroy your life you know kind of that sort of thing EA games <laughs> or ea sports yes. it's in the game yes it's in the game um yeah it's interesting so for me um i kind of broke this question down into uh just categories like when i was a kid it was super nintendo when i was a teenager it was ps2 and now like i have an xbox like for me like even when i was in um and you know, undergrad, and then even in seminary, it was like I went through this period where I just stopped playing games altogether. Um, I think it was when they got rid of college football. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, there was a that was a bad EA Sports joke because Jordan said it. Um, I just really enjoyed the Super Nintendo as a kid, and I couldn't get enough of it. And then, like Jordan said, there were so many titles on the PlayStation Two. Um, and as a teenager, there was um, thinking about this. Uh, one of the questions we're going to hit in a few minutes, but like uh, you mentioned Jordan uh, snowboarding games. And so like Tony Hawk's uh, Tony Hawk pro skater, like the original. Oh my gosh. I forgot. I had a game boy version of that. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I think that came out on PlayStation one originally, not PlayStation two, but like there was a version, like I think Tony Hawk uh, two came out on PS two and then like the grand theft auto games and then twisted metal games. And then the sports games, there was just so many titles that um, it came out on PlayStation 2, and they, you know, they ran right against Xbox 360, and it was just a great time. And then when I kind of got back into games, uh, 2015, 2016, 
I picked up an Xbox 360 just because I wanted to be able to stream like Netflix on it and play a couple of games. And I picked up a couple of games and I got Call of Duty and I got some sports games like Madden and, you know, and a couple of other titles. And I didn't really play it all that much. And then I got back into it in like 2016, 17. And my Xbox 360 was like unable to download the update. So it was like it just got to the point where it would update. So I then went and bought an Xbox One. So um, the Xbox One is the most recent system that I have, and it's been very, very reliable, and it um, just has a solid, you know, hard drive and things like that, and just doesn't crash or anything like that. So I'm very, um, not that I'm against PlayStation. I don't. I think the last PlayStation I, PlayStation I had was a PlayStation Three. I've never played a PlayStation Four, and I've never played a PlayStation Five. So like, I don't really know much about that. Jordan, you could probably talk a little bit more into that than I could, but I don't play. Uh, as we were talking on an episode a couple of weeks ago. Um, with uh with chicken will um i play a lot of sports games i don't play a lot of you know scotch well they can't see us uh (laughs) scott's showing us a picture of his uh his playstation 2 and um the slim edition right is that the slim version it it is a slim edition i'm actually borrowing it for a stream of mine and it's my mother and it's actually my mother-in-law so she let me borrow it and man that thing's so tiny like when i got it i'm like Man, I tap my Kindle reader's bigger than this thing. <laughs> Did you do you remember like when you used to turn the PS2 on and it just took forever to load? Oh yeah. <laughs> that was so great. I, <laughs> I just look yes. forward to turning that on and yeah. So one um, of my favorite things about the PlayStation Slim is I had a few friends when I was younger that actually had them with like TV monitors in their uh cars so they could play PlayStation on long car rides. So I was like oh, that's awesome. What? You're, you're like, cause, cause we did a lot of car trips out to Kansas. Uh, my, my family's from Wichita. And so, um, whenever we would go, we would go and rent movies or we would have a bunch of movies and, and whatnot, uh, ready for our, our DVD players. And I was like, can we get a PlayStation and just like plug that thing in? I didn't realize how easy it was. My parents didn't really know what they were doing with a lot of the electronics and stuff. Um, so they never really thought about it, but I was like, Man, if I would have asked for a PlayStation Slim and just stuck that in Mom's uh, Trailblazer, and we just got to play PlayStation all the way there, oh, that'd have been awesome. I remember it got to the point where the PS2 uh, made the switch from like the bigger console to the Slim. You couldn't find the bigger one anymore, and it was just like, ah, I wanted the bigger one, and then like I think our bigger one broke, and we had to end up buying a new one, which ended up being the Slim version. And if you look on Amazon now, they're like three or four hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy because you can't find them; they're harder to find. That's how that's what my PlayStation what, 3 was. Yeah. So what got you guys into gaming? Like what like what was your introduction to um the gaming world? Like was it your parents? Was it an uncle or a cousin or a family member or a friend? Like did you go to a friend's house and get introduced to video games? I want to know what um brought you to the video game world. Uh Jordan, what do you think? Oh gosh. Um so uh <laughs> You're actually going to laugh at this because Scott and I, we both were really big Camp Marengo people. Um, and one of the biggest things that I remember that like got me like involved with gaming, like I had a few video games, but I like really got me into the gaming world was Scott and our buddy John Trussell um, would go in and bring their Xboxes for the whole summer. And John and Scott would say, hey, if you guys because my dad would be there for weeks at a time. Uh, helping out, making sure the staff was taken care of the best that he could and whatnot. And we would come up 
stay at camp. I pretty much lived there with the staff half the summer, some some years, and they basically said, "Hey, if you want to go play video games, I remember playing uh, Halo on the Xbox. Um, John had the the 007 James Bond games, um, which mm-hmm. my mom was like, "No, you cannot do that. You cannot play these games." Uh, Fusion Frenzy, that was another huge yep. one. I man, Scott would whoop me every time that we played Fusion Frenzy together. But but it was always so it was so much fun, and I think it was the community aspect that brought mm-hmm. me into video gaming. Um, because like years later when I would pick up uh, Pokemon for the first time, like that whole game is designed for you to have this adventure, but you're supposed to trade Pokemon and you're supposed to battle with each other and you're supposed to to like have fun as a community. And and in 2022. Po- uh, Pokemon Go, and you've got all these like Switch titles, and like you can you can really get involved and in, and be a part of a community or not be a part of it. And I think that just having a community that I could lean into and say, hey, I'm I'm a Pokemon player, or hey, I'm a video gamer, like I have that ability. Um, and I think that's one of those things that it, it helped me. Um, and I I don't even know if Scott even knew about like why I got into it, uh, because it was those guys they they loved on us, um, me and my brother, and they said, hey. Come play, come play some video games. We would love to to play games with you guys, and uh, like that's what they did with their time off. And I was a staff member years later, and I, I that impacted me. Um, and that was the kind of stuff that I did. I took my time off, and I if my my wife uh, didn't come out and visit when we were dating at that point, um, like I would spend time with the students on my my free time because I was like I that it's just paying it forward. Um, but playing games like video games, it was because of Scott and John. There wow, you go. Scott, pick it up from there. Man. So it's 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 hard because I feel like when it comes to video games, for me, it's always these different seasons. Like mentioning how I saw my Uncle Dean uh, play Legend of Zelda. That got me hooked. That got me into gaming. Um, I can remember times where it would just be me because my sister didn't really want to play. Or if she wanted to play, she wanted to play Super Mario Brothers 3. And then when I got a Super Nintendo, she hardly play anything at all so mainly was me and then me and some buddies played like got donkey kong country and then i would have my friends come over and stay the night and we'd be up all night drinking two liters of mountain dew trying to beat donkey kong country or whatever you know other games we had um to when i was in college and doing camp you know playing halo and and sometimes i play stuff online and then like Recently, I think because the storytelling has been so great in games and the writing's been so good, you know, for me doing single player and playing and being like, like I can remember playing like the very first Assassin's Creed and and going and finding all the special items and being like, whoa, what is this game? This game's so interesting and weird, but I like it. Uh, to now, you know, my son is getting into gaming and he just got... um. WarioWare stick together for the uh, Switch. So me and him have been playing WarioWare, or sometimes we'll be playing Mario Maker 2, or be playing um, Super Mario World 3, uh, 3D World. So it's always like this wave of being in community, really diving into intricacy storytelling and looking at some of the storytelling elements and just enjoying it as a single player and then being able to play an online community. So I think the thing that always brings me back is this sense of great storytelling, um, understanding kind of what's coming on the horizon, understanding the different trends and the changes in the gaming community, and just really kind of absorbing that. And even with my uh, Twitch channel, just the online community of people who talk and just chat with me and 
you know, laugh at some of the things in the games and, or even just talk about stuff in general. Like, you know, that's kind of another aspect of that community that wasn't around when I was like six or 10 or 16 years old. Like yeah, when you're I playing think... Battleship on your PlayStation 2? It's a Coden 4, not Battleship. Come no, on, man. Guys, he's playing Battleship on his PlayStation 2. It was the greatest thing. Yeah, I think um, for me, I think I've shared this story before, but um, growing up, my parents didn't have a lot of money. My dad's a pastor. Um, the three of us are pastors, and we, um, you know, nonprofits. You know, you don't make a lot of money doing what we do. And um, I know that my dad was uh, working a couple of jobs. My mom was working a couple of jobs, and like we just didn't have a lot of money growing up. So one year, my uncles bought my brother and I a Super Nintendo for Christmas. And so I think that was really my introduction um, into video games. And what was so cool about it was like, you know, it came with like the original console, two controllers, Super Mario World, or I'm sorry, Super Mario All-Stars with Super Mario World. So not only did I get Super Mario World, I got Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario 2, Super Mario 3, Super Mario The Lost Levels, or The Lost World, I forget what it was called. The Lost yeah. World, Scott may be able to help me with that. And then Super Mario World. And I just thought that was the greatest Christmas present ever. And like back then, that was two or three hundred dollars, right? Like that was just a lot of money. And my uncles were willing to, you know, chip in and save the day for Christmas because my parents didn't have a lot of money that year. And so that really launched in my mind what um, gaming looked like for me. Um, so. I played a lot of Super Nintendo, like I said earlier, a lot of regular Nintendo. And then, like, you know, you had other video game systems like Nintendo 64 and uh, the PlayStation 1 and the GameCube and just so many different systems. And I think, like, in the 90s, in the early 2000s especially, like, you had a lot of consoles, um, even that kind of the turn of the millennium, like, into the year 2000, like, there was so much... Um, know going on with pop culture but you know the same went for video games so um this is going to be probably the hardest question we asked tonight but like if you could narrow down um your top three video games of all time any system any games um yeah uh jordan what do you got you know this this is a really hard one for me um Looking at the and I was thinking about that earlier. I'm like, this is I, I for our listeners, I wrote these questions and now I'm like regretting it because <laughs> they are so difficult. You know, <laughs> I, I this is what I love about this podcast. Um, I'm gonna side tangent real quick. I love being able to pass this off to you guys and allow you guys to help me create good content. Um, I enjoy doing this whether we have 10 followers that listen to us or 400 followers on our TikTok, like whatever we're doing, like we're having a lot of fun with this, and so, um. You know, I come up with a lot of questions. I bounce stuff off you guys. But letting you handle the questions on this one made me really happy because it was like you guys are really claiming ownership of this as much as I do. And, like, Scott was like, we got to do a, 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 a video game podcast. And then you got on board and then you wrote these questions. And I'm like, crap, what did I get myself into? But I'm having a lot of fun with this. Um, when I started looking at the top three, um, one game that has always stood out to me was Star Wars Battlefront 2. Uh, that was one of my all-time favorites. Not the new, really crappy edition on the, the PlayStation 4. The um, PS2 version. Yes, the PlayStation 2 version. And the reason I think I liked that more just solely comes down to Galactic Conquest. That was my favorite thing to play. Um, I, I would play Conquest after Conquest after Conquest. And, like, 
if you played with a friend, it got even more competitive because then like you would be a little bit more strategic and like trying to plan everything out. And I like that. I like the the PlayStation Four one for the graphics and for some of the gameplay aspects. But it, had they added uh, the Galactic Conquest from the beginning, I'd have been all over that. That would have been my game all the way through. Um, but aside from that, uh, that's my that's the first pick. Uh, Pokemon Sun is probably my second pick. I absolutely loved playing Pokemon Sun. It was my favorite out of all the the Pokemon games. Um, I just I really enjoyed how they changed things up. I liked the Pokemon in it. Um, the story I felt was really really good. Um, if I had to say a different Pokemon game, it might be Platinum because that was my first one, or Heart Gold because um, that was a really good one too. But those were my like Pokemon introductions. Um, and I really just loved Pokemon Sun. Um, my last pick, I gotta say Minecraft. Um, there's a lot of games like I thought about, like Super Smash Brothers, or um, like there was a uh, Mario Baseball on the Wii. Like I loved things like that, Fusion Frenzy. Like there, there's a lot that comes to mind. But I think that uh, Minecraft, it's a game that I always go to. Um, it'll, it's kind of like digital Legos. I can play it with anybody. Um, I can play by myself, uh, like Ollie, my, my son, he loves to, to see, oh, wait, all those colors. And like, they did a Disney world pack and I had bought that cause I had enough points. Um, and so like, I can go and put together a battle on battle at Disney that I'm, I'm still working on and things like that. Um, and it's going to be like where my students can come in and we're just going to have this giant battle royale at Disney World because someone created the pack and then went and sold it. Um, and so I, I, I think that that kind of stuff is really cool. I hate pay to play games. Um, those annoy the snot out of me. But I think the three that I chose were were my current favorites. Um, but that top three kind of changes a lot. Yeah, I mean, there's so many games right there's so many games so many systems so many different like decades especially with the three of us represented in this in the podcast right now like you know 80s 90s early 2000s even to present like what four decades easy. yeah i so mean like just different kinds of i feel like i could have a top three for each system i play um because like the, yeah like i even played on the pc for a little bit not like like a, an avid gamer but i played like zoo and roller coaster tycoon on on the place or on the pc and I still have those games, and every now and then I hop on them. Um, but it's like there's so many really good games that that came out, and you don't. I feel like you just don't see as many good games anymore as what there used to be. Like, does that make sense? Like, I feel like some of the best storytelling was in the past ten to twenty years. Um, Which is kind of what I said to Scott at the beginning of. Our, I'm oh, going to disagree with you. Nerve. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> No, I mean, I think there has been some games that have some great storytelling, but the problem is, is they're not AAA games. They're your indie games. Gotcha. Okay. Like, I'll, I, I'll I give mean, you that. I can think of games like I can think of games of like Hollow Knight, like that game. Games I've like, never heard of because I'm not an avid gamer. Yeah, I can I can give you that. Yeah. So I mean, but then that's the thing. I think you know, and I mean, even recently, like probably. Oh, geez. I'm trying to think of a recent game I played that I was like, ooh, this is a really good story. Like, I really enjoyed this game. I mean, I can't think of it now because, again, like, I rent, I have a Gamefly account. So, you know, I'm always getting new games every month. And not only that, I get free games from PlayStation Plus, being a PlayStation Plus subscriber, being an Xbox subscriber. Epic Games is always giving you free games every Thursday. So I probably have like, 
thousands of games and there's probably about a good like two thirds of them I've never even touched or played because they're just free and I keep getting them all the time. But the ones I do play and go, oh, this is interesting. Let me play this. I'm like, whoa, this game is fantastic. So, I mean, I think there are some great storytelling games in our, but you know, you're not going to get that from like Call of Duty 25 or Battlefield 2042. Um or even Cyberpunk 2077 when the game actually works. Um, so there's there's or or Marvel's The Avengers. Okay, we are not getting back into that. We did an episode. We crapped all over that. We are not getting back into that one. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> oh goodness! All right, Scott, give me your top three games. Like if you Ooh. could narrow it down to a game, it could be any system, it could be any game, any decade. Just just give it to me. It's it's hard that again hard questions and I and I, I bet you I'm going to say my top three and then I'm going to think back I'll probably do a TikTok tomorrow on my top three and it's going to be totally three different games from the and that's okay that. that's what the beauty that's the beauty of it so I'm going to say at least I know what my top my number one is like that it's not going to change I would say number three I'm going to have to go with Grand Theft Auto Vice City and the reason why I'm going to say that is because I can remember. Being in high school, my senior year, going over to my friend who he got kicked out of his house. So he's living in an apartment. We go over to his house and we play Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3 on this PlayStation 2 and just played the crap out of that game. And all of a sudden I go over to this house and he's playing this game where he's driving this car. He's getting out. He's like hitting people with a baseball bat. I'm like, what the heck is this? It's like, oh, yeah, this is Grand Theft Auto 3. And I was just blown away by just the 3D texture and the sandbox and maybe even some of the missions that they did. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And again, I'm like a big 80s fan. So the fact that Vice City came out, I mean, I can remember being at <laughs> Christian College, have Grand Theft Auto Vice City, and we wouldn't even play the game. I would just have it on the radio and just listen to the music while I'd be doing work doing homework and my roommate was a big 80s hey he had a guitar that was replica of van halen's guitar and he would just be like yeah man i love it go go to the hip-hop station so here we are we're now listening to curtis blow <laughs> and then um and then even that summer when i worked at camp marengo i took my playstation 2 and grand theft auto vice city to camp and this is a funny story because i was staying in the a cab and so it was really the only people who would play it would be the um, kitchen help was like Jeremiah Lenz and uh, I can't think of his last name, but his name was Nick. But then Luke, um, Luke Snyder would go over there and he said like because he was going to a Christian college, I think he was going to Mount Vernon, Nazarene. And he said any time when he had a day off, he'd just go back to the cabins and he just played GTA Vice City the whole time. <laughs> Camp when the time we had a break and in the weekends that's all he did and no one knew it was back there just me Luke uh, Jeremiah Nick all knew about it we just sat there and we just played all the time but I mean again I think that was that when that when GTA came out I think that really changed the game industry um, I think it mm -hmm. changed as far as not only what gaming could be but kind of and I think if you didn't have like a GTA three or GTA Vice City you probably wouldn't get like your Fortnites or your kind of your um, big sandbox or games. So I think that's I kind that. of very instrumental. Um, my number two would have to be A Legend of Zelda, The Link to the Past. Uh, that game, I just thought that game was so fantastic. And even when you think you've won and you've beat the bad guy, 
you go into the dark world and it just continued to keep going. And I was just like, whoa, what is this game? And you're going between the two worlds, the light world and the dark world. And I just thought that game was fantastic. And I think after playing the first Legend of Zelda and playing Link to the Past, it's almost like anytime there's a Zelda game, I was getting it. I don't care if it was on the DS, the Game Boy Advance, I was getting a, if there's a new Zelda game coming out, I'm buying it because I just love it. Um, so that was my number two. And then my number one is Final Fantasy VI. Probably, hands down, top number one game. The game I probably play most of the time, always revisit, is that game. Uh, I like that game because I think it aged well. I have multiple copies. Not only do I have the SNES copy, I have my PlayStation 1 copy. I have a copy on Steam. I even have a copy through emulation. Like, I probably have various versions of this game. Um, you have a cast of characters that each have their own intricate stories. And it's one of the games where when you play the game, um, and not to spoil anything if you haven't played it yet, but you think you're getting to the game. And it's actually one of the games where the first half of the game, you're working towards trying to save the world and you fail. And all of a sudden, the world map changes. And now the second half of the story is just you trying to deal with failure and how do you cope and how do you try to cope in a world that has been utterly destroyed and you're trying to pick up the pieces and it's just like whoa what in the what type of big philosophical game did i just get myself into plus you have a scott <laughs> scott you're saying uh so what you're saying is age of ultron uh not quite no i see what no. you did there at the end I of the world you, i see what you did there end of the world everybody can save it yeah and plus the final like the main antagonist is like a jester like an evil jester named kafka that laughs all the time which i'm like what a weird character but he's so evil too so i love him and i would say final God, fantasy you laugh all the time i do so maybe i'm kafka i'm the villain in this in this <laughs> podcast i'm the villain of Catan, but that's a story for another day when we do a board game <laughs> discussion but yeah i would say those are my top three at least as of today. <laughs> oh, man. Um, top three for me. Uh, Scott, I'm going to piggyback a little bit off of you. Um, Grand Theft Auto 3 was amazing for me. PS2, I remember playing that for the first time. And the evolution of Grand Theft Auto from then to what it is now. And, like, I just thought it was so cool. Like, if you... I remember, like having that on PlayStation 2, opening the game, and there was this huge poster, like the booklet for like the game controls, but then there was a poster, and it had the cities. There was like three different cities for Grand Theft Auto 3. And like, when you beat the certain level of the mob, you get to go to the next city, and then, you know, the big boss is at the final city. And so for me, it was just incredible to play the actual game, right? To actually do the story mode, to be... Um, Working for the mob, getting out of jail, trying to figure out, you know, how to, to make it in the city. It was almost like the first, for me, like the first real life following along with somebody's journey in a video game. So Grand Theft Auto 3 was one of my top three. Um, and the like I said, the evolution of the Grand Theft Auto trilogy, um, which, by the way, they've remastered. I mentioned that in another episode, but like Grand Theft Auto 3, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, and Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Um 
I've heard the the remasters aren't that great, but They're I would really, great. yeah. And not only that, like some of the songs that were on the PS2, they couldn't get the license form, so they're not in there. So they don't oh. have any of like, especially like I'm looking at the list, and even like I wasn't a big San Andreas fan, but there was some like music that I liked in there. Like all the songs I even liked in that game are not in there. It's like. Mm. Well then, what's the point of getting this game if I can't even listen to half the songs in these games? Yeah, this and I remember crazy. like something as simple as like in Grand Theft Auto Three, you couldn't swim, so if you went into the water, you died. <laughs> and then like by the time you got to Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, you could actually swim. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like those things were just like really really cool. Like, and they kept adding these little things as the games progressed. Um, another one of my top three would be um, Madden two thousand four. Uh, and the reason I picked that year was because Michael Vick was QB for the Atlanta Falcons. Donovan McNabb was QB for that was a good year. The Philadelphia Eagles. That was the, a, that was a, and, and wasn't um, Vick on the cover? Yes, I think Vic that was, was on like, the cover. Yeah, you couldn't touch him. Like you could scramble with him. It, you just you just couldn't touch him. And then like Donovan, like I said, Donovan McNabb was uh, the Philadelphia Eagles quarterback. And then you had like, um, uh. Peyton Manning still played for the Indianapolis Colts, and like he had all these jacked receivers. So like, it was just a really, really good year for. Um, oh, that Madden. was the year that he had like Wayne and uh, uh, Harrison. 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 And then, I'm pretty sure and he, then he had, had uh, oh, what, who was his tight end? Um, oh, uh, Clark. Dallas Clark. Yeah, Dallas Clark, and then his uh, running back. I forget his. I'm trying to remember his name. I like. I have a jersey card of his. I'm pretty sure it's at my parents' house. Um, but there was like, yeah. I had a Jersey card for him. It was, it was awesome. That was a great year. That was a great year for Madden. So that was, uh, two for me. And then like, I've, I mentioned a lot in this episode, but Super Mario World, just because of nostalgia and for the fact that it was like really one of the first games that I ever beat and that it was given to me as like my first video game ever that was like purchased and was mine. Um, what's a game that you guys can play anytime? And like like your go-to game like we talk a lot about in other podcasts of movies tv shows like you know jordan mentions when he's sick um you know like you can just pop the movie in at any time you can pop a, a tv show on at any time like what's that uh in video games for you guys scott what about you final fantasy 6 i already said it in the last <laughs> one more but yeah, I think I've played that game numerous times. And if it's to the point where it's like, I don't know what to play, I'm more likely probably even going to jump into Final Fantasy VI and play that game again for the hundredth time. Yeah, I I figured like the easy answer for me was going to be Super Mario World. But like, you know, I've talked about it a lot during this episode, so I don't think I'm going to use that, up, that answer for this question. But for me, do you guys remember Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time? Yes. That was my one of my favorite games with my brother. Like me and my brother would play that game. We would beat it just for fun. And like I remember, and you could be any of the four turtles. And obviously, you had to go save April O'Neil. And like you would, um, I think you got to like the fourth or fifth fifth episode, and you beat Shredder. And then like the goal is to get to Super Shredder. But like you would like, I remember the graphics where you could throw the foot soldiers like at the screen. <laughs> Do you guys remember that? Yes. And, you know, you could like get unlimited weapons and, you know, you couldn't die in infinite lives. And it's, it was just a really good game. So like, instead of, um, you know, Super Mario World, like that, that's a very close second for me as far as the SNES. Uh, Jordan, what is a go-to game for you? B 
being one of those few guys on Nerd Talk that is not a massive gamer, I feel like Pokemon is my one of my go-tos. But I also know that like Zoo Tycoon um, on the PC, I just I that or Roller Coaster, I'll I'll play. Um, I've even got them on my phone. Uh, I've got the Roller Coaster Tycoon um, Classic Edition on my phone. I really enjoy those. Um, it's just I like open world terrain building kind of games, um, things like that. Like Minecraft is a big one for me. Uh, but I, I think that probably Roller Coaster or Zoo Tycoon, um, really a tycoon game, is is my go-to. Um, I was actually playing one just a few nights ago. Um, just looking at it, I was like, okay, does this still stand or like, does it not? And I'm like, it, that was a 2000, 2001 game and I still play it in 2021. I'm like, I'm 20 years older than when it first came out. I'm still playing it all the time. So Jordan, I've said Super Mario World like 20 times during this episode. That game came out in 1992 before you were born before and I, I still born. play it every, I want it stated, I still play it every single year. That was before I was even conceived. Yeah. Like I wasn't like my mom was not pregnant with me when that came out. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I play that game every year, and yeah. that game is tw- thirty years old. Wow, thirty years old. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, does that make you feel old? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Final Fantasy six. No. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean three, this right? Is crazy. Um, <laughs> yes. Um. With, with that being your go-to game, what is the hardest game? And I can't really, you know, narrow um, an answer to this question. But what's the hardest game that you've ever played, um, Scott? Give it to me. Wow. The, again, it that's a hard one because I think I've played a lot of hard games. So the answer I'm going to pick is actually kind of a joke for those who've been following my Twitch channel. Um, so. I have a Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash games never finish. It's me playing through all the games that I played at least at some point in my career, but I've never beaten. So I go back and try to beat them. Well, season one, I had a game on there called Dragon Warrior 2 for the NES or Dragon Quest 2. And that game is probably one of the hardest games I've ever played. And the reason why it's hard is because when they had to localize it over here from Japan to North America, there was a glitch in the code which made some of the enemies brutally hard. So it's almost impossible to beat. And like literally, I got to the point where I'm at the end. And even in this game, you only have one leaf. It's the first time they use a revive thing where you can revive someone. But you only get one leaf that you have to travel on one place in the map to get to like revive a character. If not, you have to go back in town and have a priest heal you. And you have to pay money. But if you use it and you die, instead of like starting all over again... You just kind of go back to the priest, which means you have to leave where you're at, journey all the way back. And this is before fast travel or anything that makes the game quicker. Literally have to leave the entire area, go back to that one tree, grab one leaf to heal one person, and then go back. And even before you can get to the final boss, which you have to fight five bosses before you follow four bosses before you get to the final boss. But then you have to fight these stupid things called the golden bonbons. They're like these golden monkeys that cast a death spell, and it works every time, and everyone dies. It is the most frustrating thing. And even now, they've re-released. Like, they have it on the Switch, Dragon Quest Two, And it's like they nerfed it so much that you can actually beat it now. So it's like... And every time, like, every time when I finish the season, I go, Hey, what game should I play next? There's always that one guy... Dragon Warrior 2, it's like, mm, 
no, 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 no. So I'm that's the hardest that game. Now. I'm going. I'm going to start putting that in your comments. Don't worry, you and hey, man. <laughs> what was uh, what was the common in, in Avengers Endgame when uh, they tried to go get Thor to to you know save the world? Um, what was the guy's name? Nerd Master or Nude Master or Nerd oh, Master? Nude Master sixty four or sixty nine or something like that. Yeah, he's yeah, he's like he's like <laughs> he's doing it again. <laughs> I feel like that's like uh, Scott's nemesis and yeah, on his Twitch channel. Korg. <laughs> yes. Shut up. Shut up, Korg. <laughs> yes. That's a great reference. I love that. That was awesome. It's amazing, Scott. You have you have that for your for your Twitch channel. How do you feel about that? Ah, it's like it's my arch nemesis. Love it, man. It's okay. I I have some supporters and I have some nemesis and some trolls. That's okay. I love them all. Is it nemesis? Yes. Uh, Nemesi? Who knows? <laughs> Jordan, what's the hardest game that you've ever played? It's not Pokemon. No, uh, Pokemon is easy peasy lemon squeezy. Um, uh, you know, I think. And, and this is just like for the learning curve for me. I hate Fortnite, um, but I had a lot of students who said, "Hey, come play." And I think Fortnite, just for the challenge of getting to that inner circle, that like like you are the one, um, in those kinds of games, like battle royale stuff, like that always just ticks me off. Um, but just I think that was always really like challenging for me. But like when I was a kid, um, I never like I said earlier, I never finished. Uh, uh, Super or Super Mario Brothers Deluxe, um, and that was my challenge when I was a kid. But I don't play enough to say, hey, like, like my my video, like Scott was saying, like I've got thousands of games because like you and you've played a lot of games, um, and that that's your your realm of nerd. Um, video games is not huge for me. Um, I'm I'm pretty particular with which games I play. Um, and we'll kind of see that as we do more video game topics. Um where I won't be able to talk about near as many. Um, and Scott and Mike are going to have to help with that. And then maybe Will and Chick and whoever else comes on board, they'll have to help out with that. Um, but for me, I, I really think that like Fortnite um, or any type of shooter games, like story-wise, I haven't played a lot of story games lately. Um, but like shooter games, um, those are always challenging for me like to do a battle royale. Yeah. Um, I think for me, you know, if it's like a vintage game or an older game, it's probably going to be like Super Mario. I think Super Mario Three was a was for whatever reason that was like my. I don't know, Scott. I don't know if you could probably speak into that more than I could, but like, I feel like Super Mario Three was probably one of the most challenging Mario games. I think it was just so hard to beat because of the the different worlds. I thought it was an amazing game from start to finish, but like by the time you got to to Bowser, it got to be incredibly difficult. And it was just, um, do you remember that? Like, in like the, the Bowser, like the world, like that world where the, where Bowser was. And like, if you didn't beat him, like he would move and then you had to beat another level to get back to him. And then like, by the time you finally got to him, it was like getting to him was harder than actually beating him. <laughs> yeah. And I, that was kind of like a Kiwi's heel for me. And I and I think it's I think the trick with Mario Three is either you try to play through all the levels and hopefully bank a lot of items to kind of help you. Especially World yeah. it's very difficult. Like it's a hard thing to get through. Especially there's that one part where you can go through there and a hand comes up and grabs you and pulls you down mm -hmm. in this 
difficult level that you have to try to beat. Um, so I think that's hard. Or you use the whistle trick to get you all the way to world eight quickly, but then you have no items. So then you're kind of like, okay, how am I going to get through this difficult yeah. thing? Barely any items, even though I got to, you know, only played like five levels and got two whistles and now I can get to the very last level of the last stage of the game. So yeah, it's, it's it has a difficult difficulty to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Super Mario 3, or like what Jordan was saying, like I didn't play a lot of shooter games, first-person shooter games, but like there was one I remember in college, it was called Black. Do you guys remember that game? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was on PS2, um, and you were like a Black Ops agent, and like it was a really cool game, um, and it you know, really cool graphics. Um, but for whatever reason, I just really, really struggled with beating it. Like I could get through the like the first half of the game, and then it just just progressively got harder for me and like i don't know about you guys but the older i get like <laughs> graphics like make me sick like they're getting so good now like it's hard to play video games without getting kind of like motion sick um scott you play a lot more than i do now but um yeah i just i think i'll stick to the 2d instead of the 3d that was <laughs> a bad joke um <laughs> so um do you guys still play games today as um like do you guys play classic games do you guys play um you know do you keep up with the current product uh jordan what about you do you like do you play your game boy color still do you bust out that game boy color dust it off uh jordan you i think jordan muted himself yes i did thank you very much um <laughs> I, i'm trying not to make any noise or anything while you guys are talking and so um yeah, so I don't have my Game Boy Color anymore. I don't really have anything classic anymore. Um, I have a DS that my kid runs around. He uh, he'll hit the power button and then it automatically like boots up and then shuts back down real quick. Um, and he doesn't understand why, and I'm like, because it has no juice in it. Um, that's about as f- as old of a system. Um, but no, I I still play some games today. Uh, like I said, I'm a big Pokemon guy. Um, Smash Brothers, I play a lot. Um, with with students, Minecraft is a big one. Um, if I can find my PlayStation Four controller, I want to get back in and try uh, the Avengers game because I hear it's getting slightly better. <laughs> not not massive, man. Me, but it's not it's not it's not going to win a game award show award. No, but 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 it's I've heard it's getting a little bit better now that the PlayStation specifically has like Spider Man and then like they've had both of the Hawkeyes come in and then like Black Panthers in there too, right? Um, yep. so as, as they're adding characters, like I want to try them out, um, just at least say like I gave it a shot. Um, but I'm not real big on those. I love the Spider-Man PlayStation four game. That was one of my favorites. Um, I forgot to mention that one earlier that just, it was, it was a really, really good playthrough. We talked about that, uh, back in July, uh, last year, um, on an episode and, and I just, I really enjoyed that game. I still play it every now and then. Um, but but those are, I'm pretty limited. I play a lot more of like mobile games, um, and I play board games on my my phone, um, with friends and things like that. But I don't, I really don't play too much, um, compared to what I did when I was in high school. And I think that's because I'm getting older and like my taste is different, um, and I've got just I have to spend my time wisely. Like where I'm going in my interest right now, um, is my podcast, uh, my Legos, and then um, spending time with my my two year old. Yeah. Um. Scott, I mean, I feel like this is an obvious question, but like, <laughs> what what games you know 
do you play? I mean, you have a Twitch channel. You know, speak into that a little bit. Like, what? Like, are you doing more classic games these days? Or are you doing more current? Like, do you play every system? Like, you just showed us a little bit ago, like a PlayStation Two that you borrowed, like just to do for your Twitch. You know, <laughs> well, I would love to borrow that too because I want to play. I want to so... play some PlayStation Two. <laughs> Yeah, so what I did you say, Jordan? I said their games never finished, so it's not like they're going to be all these new games. Like the, he's going to be playing all these classic games that came out when he was a kid and young adult. <laughs> Technically, I haven't finished any of the new games that came out. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. No, I mean I play, I play, I play it all. Like I mean I play, um, you know, like again, like when I think about like especially this season of my Twitch channel, you know, I played Fatal Frame which is a survival horror game that was on the uh, PlayStation 2. Uh, so I played that game. I'm now playing Sakodin 5, which is another PlayStation 2 game. Um, and then I'm going to be playing the last Splinter Cell game, Splinter Cell Blacklist, because I haven't beaten that Splinter Cell game, even though I've beaten all the other ones. So that, that's on the Xbox uh, 360. Scott, so that horror game, is that the one that you sent me the, the uh, TikTok where you, like, you, you jumped when it scared you? Is that the game that I, you're talking about? Uh, six times there are six jump scares where it got me six <laughs> times collection of them on my twitch channel you can go and look and watch those and laugh to your heart's content however i'm also playing new stuff like i said um you know i played um just recently i played um no more heroes 3 on the switch um uh, before that i was playing um i played like um a well, game did, on the uh you did the guardians of the galaxy game because you were giving me played- updates on that yeah, that was the last one I played was Guardians of the Galaxy. That was a fun game. Um, you know, I'm I've been playing during the when the pandemic hit in 2020. I played through all the Super Mario games. So I played Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers 2, all the way up to Super Mario Odyssey. Played them all, beat them all. Tried to 100% the games. And now I'm on the Metroid series. So I've already beaten Metroid, Metroid 2: Samus's Return. Um, and now I'm playing Metroid Fusion and just kind of doing more of the 2D platformers. So then once I finish Fusion, which I'm getting close to the end of the game, then I'm probably going to purchase Metroid Dread and play that to kind of finish this 35-year-long story arc. Um, but yeah, I kind of play it off. New, old, even I've had a MAME emulator, which is an arcade emulator. And I've been playing like the Simpsons arcade game, <laughs> except I don't have to use real quarters. So that's always fun. So... Yeah, you know, I kind of, I kind of play it all, man. Yeah, I um, I don't play as much as I would like to. Um, I think I lean a little bit more on the vintage game side of things. Like I have Nintendo Classic, I have a Super Nintendo Classic. Um, you know, I specifically like the Super NES because of the nostalgia of it. Like I feel like I'm a kid again. It has like Mario, Super Mario World, Donkey Kong, Street Fighter, Yoshi's Island, etc. And those are all like games that I grew up playing on. Um, right now, I was looking over, I'm sitting in my living room as we record this, and I was looking at the games I have uh, for my Xbox One, and I have NBA 2K, I have uh, Stanley Cup, which I'm a huge hockey fan, so like love the, the Stanley Cup games. Uh, and Madden, like I don't have very many games, so like I would love to just get into that more uh, if I have more time, but you know. Got you know a lot going on. Hockey game is. What's that? You know what my favorite hockey game is. Uh, the one for. Uh, go for it. I I can't think of the name. 
me, it's Blades of Steel for the NES. I play that hockey game all the time, especially when you can bump into someone and then get in a fist fight and it cuts to a scene where you're like punching people. Do you remember? I think it was a Super Nintendo game, but there was a football game mm-hmm. that it wasn't like the John Madden game, but it was a different game. You played football and like if you got so many penalties, you would get in a fight and like there was this meter on each side. And then, like, the team that was winning the fight, the meter would go up. And oh, then, my like, gosh. I, I don't remember know, like, something like that. I forget. What's that, Jordan? I said I remember something like that. I, just it... forget the... I forget what the game was called. Scott, do you remember that? Oh, it's been... I can't think of it off the top of my head. Yeah. So, but, yeah, there was just so many games, so many titles. Um, last question for the for the, the video game podcast. The fir- Is this the first video game podcast that we've done? No. Have we, done we, one? we did one back in July. Um, and it was a Spider-Man Avengers one, but this one kind of encompasses everything. Yeah. So, like, last question uh, for this podcast: What's your thought about the evolution of gaming? Um, Scott, like, we're probably going to lean on you for this because you know Twitch streaming, playing online. Um, I'm going to answer first, and then I'll let you guys take it. But I think it is just a great way to connect with people. Um, literally, you're playing with people that have playing the same games as you are all over the world. Um, we've come a long way in 20 years. I remember being in high school and hanging out with some friends, and we literally had four TVs in a garage with two Xboxes playing Halo. And, like, we had no internet connection. We just had two Xboxes. And, like, TVs that were, like, huge, right? They weren't flat-screen TVs. They were console TVs. And, like, I remember one time we went, like, I went over to a friend's house. We had, you know, literally... Four TVs, two Xboxes, and we played Halo for 13 hours straight. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think you could consume any more Mountain Dew or eat any more pizza. So, you take that, and then now, Scott, like, you're, you know, you have a Twitch channel where you play with people uh, mm-hmm. from all over the world, and they follow you, and they watch you play, and play through games, and, like, what's your thoughts on the evolution of gaming in the last, you know, 20 to 30 years? Yeah, so I would have to say when it comes to the evolution of gaming, I think there's it's it's always hit and miss. You know, when online communities started, you know, that was great for us to play with a variety of people from all over the world, even from people of different countries. On the same token, you also had a lot of negativity and a lot of trolling and a lot of things where it can kind of become a negative community. And it's almost like... You could play like that was the thing. Like I think a lot of kids love to play Splatoon because you can play a game and you're not hearing any of the side chatter. Where if you play Call of Duty, I can remember playing Call of Duty or even Halo in college, and I could hear these twelve year olds like just cussing and doing everything. It's like, um, okay, this isn't fun for me. I'm gonna I'm gonna bail out of this once I finish this game. So, and even with the Twitch community, you know, there's so much stuff you can do from classic games to people playing current games to even people doing speed runs now uh, people using their platforms for charity to raise money for whatever the case may be whether it's uh, saint jude's or uh, children miracle network uh, like i do so there's still a lot of stuff that you can so i think with the gaming community and gaming in general i think there's you know there's always good things and bad things about it but i think the one thing is that you're always in community and everyone can find their place. So even if you feel like, well, I don't have a place or I can't even find my place, or even especially from school, like if you are someone who gets picked on at school, at least it seems like, well, I can 
be part of this gaming community or this Minecraft community, and I can feel like I have something of value, something of worth, something that can connect and that can build me up after, you know, I spent six or eight hours at school being teared down by people picking on me or whatnot. So, yeah, I think it's amazing. Like we, you know, I remember growing up and like, if I wanted to play video games. If I didn't play at my house, I would have to go to a friend's house, like literally ask my parents to take me to my friend's house so that I could play a game play games or whatever right like so we could play video games together or they would have to come to our house you know we had a lot of friends come to our house our house was always a revolving door being a pastor's home um and we always had friends coming and playing video games or hanging out for the weekend or what's that i said amen i i I relate to that one hard yeah i remember like shout out to jeremy harding like he would come to our house like on fridays he was a little bit older than we were he would bring us playstation 2 all the video games he had whether it was wrestling or football or you know, any kind of sports game, and, like, he would stay at our house the entire weekend. I mean, like, he would get there at Friday, you know, Friday evening, we would hang out, play video games, we'd go do something on Saturday, come back, stay up all night, play video games, go to church, and then, like, I remember we crashed so hard, he would stay at our house on Sunday night, too, and then, like, <laughs> he would go to work, like, we would just be so tired that, like, by the time we hit our, you know, hit the pillows on Sunday night, it was, you know, TKO for us, but, like, yeah, shout out to Jeremy. So, like, I just think it's amazing that, you know, now Jordan's in Oklahoma, Scott's in Virginia, and I'm in Ohio, and, like, we're we're literally talking right now on the internet to record this podcast. But you can do the same thing with video games. Yeah, we can all we can all play together, which is, I think, really cool. Yeah. So, Je- uh, Jeremy, I almost called you Jeremy. That's your dad. <laughs> yeah. Jordan, what, we, we were talking about Jordan, or Jeremy Holstead earlier. <laughs> Shout out to Jeremy. Um He'll never listen uh, Jordan, to this. Jordan, what do you think about... <laughs> what do you say? I said he'll never listen to this. It's okay. <laughs> or you could just edit this. You know, we could just yeah. edit this part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I came to Jesus under... Uh, side side story. I came to Jesus under, under Jordan's dad, Jeremy. So that's... Uh, Jeremy was actually my camp counselor. You guys talked about Camp Marengo. That's how I know uh, Jeremy, which is Jordan's dad. So yeah. little side uh, bar with history. So... um. Jordan, what do you think about the evolution of gaming? Um, it kind of makes me sad that like every few years we have to go buy a new console. <laughs> um, <laughs> Could like, you say that again? It kind of makes me sad. Yeah, it, <laughs> you know, it kind of makes me sad that like every few years, um, like we had the PlayStation and then it went to the PlayStation 2, 3, 4, 5. Um, I never had a PlayStation 1, but I've had every single, well, I've had a 2, 3, and 4. I'm, I'm looking at whether or not I should get a 5. Um, or just stick with what I've got because it's 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 one of those. It's really hard to to move forward at this moment because it's so hard to get your hands on a console. Um, oh, I know a guy. You know a guy. Perfect finder's fee and everything. Um, but but in reality, I like, still have the PlayStation One. Um, just kidding. <laughs> but like for me, I'm I'm over here and I'm like, you know, is it for me? Is it worth it? Um, being a gamer. Um, like my games that I like to play mostly are Pokemon and Minecraft. So, um, do I, do I need to keep moving forward with a PlayStation when I'm not playing PlayStation games, if that makes sense? Um, like there's no need for me to continue and get that, especially when like it's a quite a few hundred, um, that would take me a few months to save up, make sure that I've got all the funds and everything ready versus like, um, I'm I'm really big into Lego right now, so like modular sets, these really big nice building pieces, they're cheaper than a PlayStation, and I'd rather 
go and spend my time with that um, and playing with that at, at this moment in my life. Um, but for the evolution with the community, like I love that. I think it's it's cool because like kids like me who kind of stood out as the sore thumb of like the community um, and, and just kind of was like, hey, I kind of do my own thing. I play video games, but I'm not really into the video games you guys are into. Um, like there was still an outlet for me that I could go in and play with like friends from church camp. Um, buddies like Caleb Martin and I, we ended up going to college together and we played video games a lot, uh, when, when I was at Ohio Christian. So we would sit down, play some video games, we'd watch movies. Um, and then like, now that I'm not there, we both have, uh, playstations. And so we can, we can play any game. If he says, Hey, uh, go buy this game. We could go and play together. Um, and I think that's, that's really cool. And so I just think that moving forward, it's, it's awesome. I hate that you have to buy a new console. Uh, for the new generation and, and trying to keep up. I think that they just need to kind of end it and say, okay, we'll add a couple features to like the next PlayStation 5, but you don't have to move forward with that. Like like the PlayStation 5 will just play with PlayStation 5. Or if they said, hey, we're going to do a 5, which is going to have all these really cool features and there's going to be so much extra stuff, but we're still going to be pushing those same games on PlayStation 4. So that way you don't have to necessarily move forward. It's it's kind of like an iPhone. Um, you have to, it starts to become obsolete. Uh Sooner or later, you have to upgrade. You have to upgrade. At the same time, I think just with the challenges of trying to make the chips for the Xbox Series X and the PS5, I think there might be a delay in getting a new system because, I mean, these systems came out like in 2020 or towards the end of 2020. We're in 2022 right now. And it's like people still don't have their hands on them unless you want to pay thousands of bucks for them and it's like you know in five years when they come out with a new system people are just now starting to get what we would call like last gen systems which is weird yeah. to think that a in a couple of years in three years the ps5 and an xbox series x could be last gen in three years when no one really has them yeah and it, it's it's just difficult to to think about that is that technology moves forward and it's looking like with or without us it's mm-hmm. now it's watch out Terminator here. It's coming, <laughs> but, but like it's, it's continually moving forward. And I don't think that it's worth it for me to continue moving forward with a system that I'm not even playing right now. Like in five, 10 years, if I get back into PlayStation gaming, yeah, I'll go buy a new system. But right now, is it worth it for me? No. Cause I don't, I don't have a, like when I was in Ohio, I had kids who played PlayStation. Um, and so I would, I would be on it. I'd play Fortnite. I would play rocket league. I would go and play Minecraft. I'd go play, battlefront too I, I mean i was any uh injustice gods among us um i was playing all these different games and now my youth ministry that's not really where they're at they're more hey let's play minecraft which i can play on any system really and so like it's it's and i've got a couple kids who are like hey can we play smash brothers and so like i bring my my switch uh to youth events every now and then and i'll just set that up on a, a projector and they'll go play smash brothers for the 30 minutes or an hour uh for the game time and they'll just they'll just have fun and play, and I'm like that's totally fine by me. That doesn't bother me at all. But I I don't see a need to keep moving forward if it's going to continue without me. Yeah, and I think too like before cable streaming cable became such a big thing. Part of the reason I bought an Xbox 360 and part of the reasons I reason I got an Xbox One was because it served as a dual purpose, right? I could stream my cable on it and I could play video games. And you know you could you could download the same apps that you would on what you know, what people are downloading on their Fire Sticks today or on their Rokus. Like, 
you know, it served like as a dual purpose. So like, I don't play as much now as I would like to. And, you know, I play more sports games, but I think I lean a little bit more with Jordan on that with like the vintage side of things or like, you know, if I get my hands on a PS4 or a PS5 and like, wow, there's a PS6 out now, but like, I just got a PS5 because they're so far behind in production. So like, it, it's just kind of a catch 22 and, um, you know, it's just amazing to me that, you know, 1983, right, Scott with the Nintendo, and then, you know, to now we got PS5. Uh, what's the newest Xbox called? Xbox Series X or the Xbox Series S. Yeah, so you got those, and then, like, Nintendo's out stuff with their Switch and all that stuff. Um, and even, like, bringing back retro games like Nintendo 64, Jordan and I were talking a little about the Nintendo 64, which we didn't talk about much in this podcast, but that was a revolutionary system as well. And so now, like, you can get some of those vintage games on the Switch, um, like Mario 64 and some other games. But, like, yeah, it's just we could talk forever. So, guys, uh, thank you so much for um, hanging out with me tonight and talking about some video games. Um, if you want to follow along uh, with us, um, follow us on Facebook. You can follow us on Instagram and follow us on TikTok. And we will catch you next time on Nerd Talk. Mm-hmm.